There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Did he not have the best comedic timing of any president? Oh, I, I think 45 was pretty good too. But 45 bring was that up. But yeah. yeah, Bush Bush was. And but I think I think his comedic timing was helped by Dana Carvey's impression of him, oh, where we yes. almost hear Dana Carvey doing it going, you know, full full me. Like I literally listen to that going, that has to be Dana Carvey, right? Oh, <laughs> yes, it does. And then Will Farrell, I think Will Farrell made him even funnier. After that, yeah. like, you know, it Will's was just, oh gosh, so good. Hey, that other voice you hear, you probably know it from America Ninja Warrior. He is the host. Hit me with it. What's your catchphrase? American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> there it is. I love that's, it. That's my party trick, Jenkins. That's it. I'm done. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all. That, oh. They love it. Did you, did you just give a soundboard, buddy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, didn't, did. I didn't know it was this professional, Jenkins. <laughs> well, didn't, I, I, <laughs> I went from the first I would have gotten dressed. Well, yes. <laughs> the first podcast was uh, on my phone, so the quality was amazing. And somehow that got picked up by the ESPN radio. Somehow. I have no clue. I still don't know how the, to this day. But anyway, we are trying to kick it old school. Yes, that is uh, Mr. Matt Eisman. Matt, how you doing, my man? Buddy, I'm doing great. We uh, we just finished. We were shooting uh, semifinals for American Ninja Warrior overnight at Universal Studios here in Hollywood. It was nice to be back. Oh. We still didn't have a crowd. Pan, still pandemic uh, rules. Right. But it was nice doing overnights. And, and I've slept about 13 hours each of the past three nights. I slept like a teenager. It was oh. insane. So I'm feeling back in the land of the living. <laughs> you, you, all-nighters used to not bother me. It used to be, right. we'd be out of wise guys doing comedy in Salt Lake City, head yes. out to Denny's, maybe maybe make a ill-advised trip to Wendover and, <laughs> and be good to go. And, yes. and now if if I don't get my eight hours, if I'm not in bed by nine, I, I'm a wreck. I'm a wreck, I swear. Yes, yes. Isn't Doesn't that suck? As we get, Like there are many things suck about getting older, but that's probably one of them is... You feel like, like you, you can still go. Do, yes. You want to do more fun things. You have more opportunities, uh, but but you, your body just says, oh, oh, oh you think you're going to nope. get away with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Wait, did you just have a beer? Oh, you're going to feel that tomorrow morning. <laughs> right. Uh, how about a week in bed after one beer? Oh, uh, it is brutal. It's just awful. It's it's awful getting. Don't do it, folks. Don't do, don't get old. Stay young forever. It, it really is. Uh, you said you're filming. Um how was it? How has it been in, since the pandemic started? Filming. When did so you guys we start? Were last, we we. This is actually our second season in the pandemic, which is incredible. We wow. were supposed to start right at the beginning of the pandemic last year. March 11th was when all the dominoes started to fall. We were starting the very next day, mm-hmm. and then everything just got punted, and it took us took us about four months. And we shot we shot last season. We did a real kind of abbreviated, shortened season in St. Louis, and that was. That was that was very cool, but it was it was different. It was in, we didn't go to Vegas. We didn't have the four stages, um, and it had a great energy. But this year we're back. We're at the Tacoma Dome. We just shot in Los Angeles, and we're going to Vegas. We mm. still don't have crowds, but but again, I, I mean, especially being in Los Angeles, where we're still pretty locked down, 
We're right. just starting to open up. To be able to do anything resembling normal is is awesome. And that is. The, the, the season's been incredible. The ninjas have been uh, just outstanding. We lowered the age limit. It used to be, yes, you have to be 21 to compete. Right. Then it was 19. Now we have high school sophomores compete. We have 15-year-olds no way. on the show. And if you want to talk about feeling old, watching these kids out there, where you see them at the start line, they, they have to put down their algebra homework <laughs> and then go crush the course at 15 and and then, you know, just just start listening, do, doing TikTok dances when they hit a buzzer. It's, it'll make you feel old, Jakey. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. How do, can they hang? Like, how are they doing? How are the younger kids well, doing? Well, I don't want to spoil it. I oh, don't yeah. want to spoil yeah. it. Um, but suffice it to say, um, pretty darn good. <laughs> Pretty, really, it, it, it really it, it, it's hurting my feelings actually, um, because again, how good they're like doing. I said I'm feeling old, right. and so it's been it's really been kind of a bummer how good they are oh. because it just it just means essentially I'm one foot closer. Oh, I'm one foot closer to being in the grave, buddy. <laughs> right, one day closer to death, as uh, Pink Floyd. One day put it, closer. Put it great. Hey, I actually since you were talking about the kids, one my uh, son had a question for you. Let me, uh, yes, let me play it really quick here and, uh, you oh can answer God. it. This is so advanced. Isn't it? Let's see. Are you ever going to do new episodes of American Ninja Warrior Jr.? But, but by the way, I, I, that's an awesome question. And I love his tone. Like, seriously, <laughs> are you ever going to do new episodes of Ninja <laughs> Jr.? Cause we see the old people going and us kids right. were like, we've seen, how about something for us? Well, the answer is right. yes. We're actually, we're gearing up. We're going to be shooting in June uh, here in Los Angeles for Ninja Junior. We couldn't do it until awesome. this point because we were able to do some pandemic shooting with the adults, but with the kids, it's just even more restricted, understandably. Right. right. So we're going to be, we're going to be back doing, uh, doing it with the kids and we can't wait. That'll be airing in the fall on Peacock, NBC's streaming service oh that's um, awesome they'll be excited tell your, tell your boy how old is he now he just turned so that was mason he just turned nine uh over the weekend on saturday and then Ryder uh is six he turned six in november and you mason were nice enough to and Ryder to send him a, you realize, Jake, a great well, mason, birthday message mason is old enough to um to compete now on American Ninja Warrior Junior, nine years old. Oh, no it's way. Nine to 14. So now from nine years old till 77, you can compete on either Ninja Junior, oh. nine to 14, or when you turn 15, you can compete on the big show. So oh, that's you can awesome. be, from nine years old, you can be a professional Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and your, your parents would love that. that would be like, if you're like, hey, I'm going to be a doctor. No, let's go be a comedian. That's that's what, that's what if your kid tells you, <laughs> I'm going to be a professional Ninja Warrior. Right. Actually, I wanted... I wanted to ask you about that. I want to, uh, well, actually let me, let's finish with the Ninja warrior stuff real quick. And then yes. I want to ask you about the doctor All stuff. Right. Cause that's actually, now that I'm oh, a Mason, parent, I understand the question base. I yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. He was, they've actually been asking me that for several months, uh, when it's coming <laughs> on and I, I have no idea. So, uh, anyway, so Ninja warrior, how did you get hooked up with, with this show? Because you didn't, you didn't start with them. Correct. No, so I was not on the first season. Um, and the way I got hooked up was the very first job I ever had was a show called Screenplay, which was a Fear Factor knockoff on E. Okay. And E, so Comcast owned E. They also owned a network called Style, 
which did a home makeover show called Clean House. So after a screenplay, the casting director for Clean House uh, had me fill in for two episodes that ended up being 110 episodes, spinoff shows, and an Emmy. Oh and that then helped me get a show on Versus, which was also owned by Comcast, called Sports Soup, which was the sports version yes. of the Soup with Joel McHale. Yeah, a great show. It was, it was a blast. Yeah, we got to hang out with like LeBron James and... Shaquille O'Neal, I got hugged by Mike Tyson. We talked about <laughs> Phil Collins versus Genesis, um, which is awesome because he and I both prefer Phil Collins' solo work. And and then, so what happened is Ninja Warrior did a first season on G4. And for those who don't know, it's, it started out as a Japanese show called Sasuke, um, which was this over-the-top obstacle-based show, and they were dubbing it into English on G4. Oh, right, It was yeah. so popular, they said, we got to do an American version. So they did it. And after the first season, it was such a big hit. They're like, let's let's throw more money into it. They brought in a new production company, and I was lucky enough to get brought in. And it was the first job where I never, I didn't have to audition. They just called and offered it to me. No now, way. I want to think it's because of my incredible talent. But they offered it to me about <laughs> seven days before filming started. Uh-huh. So I think they were going for like Joe Rogan and Brian Seacrest, <laughs> all these famous people. They couldn't. They go, God, God, all right, just give it to Heisman. Just bring Heisman in. He'll probably do it. He's desperate. Oh, whatever. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. I'm happy to do it. And and so it started. And actually, I just found photos from our first season uh-huh. where I did it with a guy named Jimmy Smith, who's awesome. Just a, an MMA guy. We, we were the co-host. Oh, okay. And we were wearing cargo shorts. Um, cargo shorts and like polo shirts. And we just, I, I looked, I looked like I would have been a cruise director. Like it's time for limbo. Uh, so it's amazing to see how the show has evolved now to be, you know, shooting at universal studios and going to Vegas and a million dollar prize. And, and oh my just, gosh, it's been insane to see the growth of the show and having a spinoff show and having gyms all over the country and having kids, you know, kids like your son who, who, that's their sport. Yeah. I grew up watching baseball and football. They, these kids grew up watching Ninja Warrior. Right. It's crazy. It's and like I'm its own Howard monster. <laughs> I'm there. Howard Cosell. On American oh. Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Dude, you are. Actually, you are. You are this generation's Cosell. It's crazy. Their- it's, it's, it is like some old guy out of touch guy, right? right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really been awesome. And, and like I got to do for your kids where – when I make a video for these kids, and, and that's why I, I get such a kick out of it because I grew up staring at the television to mm-hmm. an unhealthy degree. And I think back, like I love the Bionic Man, the $6 million man with Steve Austin. And and like if Lee Majors had done a video like, hey man, this is Lee Majors telling you to stay bionic. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. So oh yeah. Obviously it's not as impressive because we all have phones, but it's really <laughs> cool to be able to do a video for a kid and, and make their day that, that yes. anybody cares what I'm doing because as you know, in this business, you toil along in obscurity doing shows in Ogden yeah. for seven drunk people going, oh, where's the guy with puppets? Where, where, where's the puppet guy? And you're just like, oh, my God. So when you get something that actually works and now, you know, this is my 12th season on the show. This is oh the my show uh, season 13 for Ninja Warrior. So it's been just, you know. That's incredible. It's, it's a grand slam home run. Yeah, oh, we, we, we've been lucky. It is. And you've been lucky enough to be on the other shows. Like you said, the clean house, which is actually was my aunt's favorite show. Uh, she loved that. And, um, and, uh, the soup one and then this one, but this one is the jackpot. Like you hit, yes, you hit the mother. Yeah. It's, it's, I've been lucky in it. You know, it, it'll, it gave me the opportunity to go on celebrity apprentice with 
Schwarzenegger. Oh yes. Uh, the old, the old boss had gotten a new job at that point. And, <laughs> and, you know, because of it, I've, I've been on lip sync battle and RuPaul's secret celebrity drag race. And just the, the right. opportunities that I've had. And, and again, like I, 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 having had a previous career coming to this, I I'm always appreciative of how lucky, like it's ridiculous that yeah. I get to talk about ninjas or tell jokes and, and get paid for it. And sure. that that's my job. So I always appreciate um, the the opportunities I get. And right. and again, I'm you know I, I still I, I love entertainment. I love movies. Like shooting at Universal Studios. I remember as a kid, my parents. We came out on a trip to Southern California. We did the we did the tour. We were on those trams. And now I'm out there shooting Ninja Warriors. You know, trams are going by when we're setting up. Oh like, my oh my gosh. god, I used to be sitting where you are now. Look at me, kids. <laughs> Dude, but it's it's got to be surreal. I never want to you never want to take it for granted, too, because it's just ridiculous. It's just it's ridiculous fun that I get to have. And someday, you know, it it won't last forever uh, because everything ends. Everything ends. And so it'll be just when I'm old and, you know, sitting in a home going, I remember when (laughs) these will be those moments. Right. And that's and it's and it's very like you do. You wouldn't expect it watching it going in. It's it's a very emotional show because a lot of the contestants so, uh, have co- overcome yes. so much to get there. What can that's you? That's a hundred percent of it. Because yeah. you know, people always used to say we just want to see the runs, and the reality is, the only reason you care about the runs is because exactly. you know about the athletes. Exactly, and it really is the obstacles they overcome on the course pale in comparison to the ones they overcome off of it. And right. just this year, some of the stories we have. Uh, it's just incredible whether it's, you know, people battling stage four cancer and, you know, sure. our, you know, we've had people who've, who've had amputees on the course. We have oh, a guy with uh, Parkinson's. It was early onset Parkinson's that's in a really advanced stage. And he's out here competing, knowing it's his last time because he's going to have a essentially a brain pacemaker implanted. He won't be able to be active. And, oh my and you see him competing in front of his family and moments like that where, where you just realize this this is just a little respite for him. And it's just been something where it's kind of been a goal to say, after all I've been through, if I can do this, then what a victory. And that's that's right. what's cool too, is so often, because we've had, you know, only a handful, only a couple winners uh, in our in our 12 years, 12 previous seasons. And so every single other person has fallen. and And so- you yeah. feel like it's a show filled with failure, but because you realize for so many of these people, it's not about hitting a buzzer. For so many of them, the victory is showing up on that start platform that you watch the show and you cheer and you feel like, wow, I, I feel I feel uplifted by these stories as I'm sitting on my couch eating a tub of ice cream. <laughs> like everybody else. Like when I watch the show, I'm like, oh God, I really should be working out, but right. maybe next year. Right. I, I always do think that. I'm like, man, these people... Yeah, this guy's it just can't it beat stage four cancer, and he's doing this, and I, and I complain about walking to the bathroom. Well, you know, and, you know, we have health issues. I have rheumatoid arthritis, and there's a guy on the show who has rheumatoid arthritis who just crushes it. I'm like, hey, buddy, pump the brakes. You're ruining my excuse for being lazy. If, if you can do it without that, then, then, then I, then I can at least get on the treadmill. But I'm not. Right. So, blowing it. How is uh how are you doing with that, by the way, the rheumatoid arthritis? I've been lucky. I you know, I I I've gotten on one of the biologics and it's been a silver, silver bullet awesome. for me. Good. And it's been pretty well controlled. And you know, you 
you still have some pain and inflammation and sure there was some joint destruction done in the feet so my oh. feet look like a, a troll's hooves who's been playing hacky sack with a cement ball but oh my it, gosh um, really that no oh. it's yeah it's it's but it's it's again it's like wow you know i'm lucky it could have been so much worse and sure had this had had i not had this magical drug that was only invented four years before I was or uh, approved four years before I was diagnosed. Oh, had I wow. not had that. I, I, you know, I, I shudder to think where I'd be. So I'm lucky. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, you've also overcome, um, you, did you have cancer? Am I remembering this right? Cancer. I had cancer. So you had yeah. cancer. So not only did the contestants, but the host has also but I had cancer too. Yeah. I mean, right? honestly, when you look at cancer, my cancer story was really, I, I it was ridiculous. I, I, uh, I was having some pain in, in my back. I went in to get an exam and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you're fine, but we're going to get a, we're going to get a CT scan just to check your lungs. Sure. And they got it. They got your lungs are fine. Then the next day the radiologist calls and he goes, well, your lungs are fine, but there's a solid mass on your kidney. There's an 85% chance it's malignant. Go get it checked out. Have Holy a nice day. You're crap. like, oh, that's a hell of a call. No. How does that and feel? It turned out. Does it, everything. It out, it, does everything go quiet when you hear that? Like you it, just don't. It did, but it was funny because I. I, I almost, it did. And obviously, you know, I'm a doctor. I understand what sure. the ramifications are. Right. But there was just like this protective bubble of this can't be me. So I, I right. went into this state where it, it was like a limbo where I didn't process it because I wasn't for sure that it was malignant. And also going, I just, it can't be. I, I don't feel sick. I don't feel sick. Yeah. And so I go in for the surgery and they take it out. They take the, the tumor out and they do the analysis. Like, yeah, it, it was malignant, but Jeez. we got it all. There's a 95% chance you're cured. You don't have chemo. You don't have radiation. Oh. You just got to get checked up. So, it, it, but, but the doctor said, you're lucky we caught this early because if we hadn't, we wouldn't have noticed anything. You wouldn't have had any symptoms because oh the back pain was unrelated. The back pain oh, was it wasn't side. related. It was completely un- it was it was unrelated. They oh. just happened to see this. So it was, so it chance. was small enough. Pure chance. chance. Oh well, the only reason I went in to get the exam was because I was worried about my chest because of the rheumatoid arthritis. I'm mm. susceptible to infections. So okay. the rheumatoid arthritis made me go in to get checked up that got that caught the cancer. So RA saved my life from cancer. Because had they not, the oh. doctor's like. We wouldn't have seen it until it metastasized. Your chance of survival would have been below 50%. Oh, my gosh. Um, so you're lucky. So it was. It really was one of those cancer stories where I, I, Everything I, I knew fell I into had place. cancer. From He told me I had cancer and that I was cured, most likely cured, in the same breath. So no it was way. one of those moments of, oh, it is cancer, but you're okay. So no you know, way. I was lucky. I, I Again, I'm, I, I'm you know... When, when I hear some of the stories on Ninja Warrior, yeah, where it's a very different <laughs> prognosis and sure experience, I'm 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 lucky. So that's incredible. You know, it, I'm, I'm like the guy who who uh, gets a Purple Heart for a paper cut. Like, yeah, we, we were there. You're like, come on, you're cancer. Not not you're not the hero. You didn't you didn't lose your hair. You, di- you didn't go through the suffering like everyone else. So <laughs> right. I really I stick more to the rheumatoid arthritis when I. But I'll, I'll drop I the you. cancer card occasionally. Sure, sure, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's, we always say it on the show because you, 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 you learn this in reality TV when, um, when, you know, you'll hear a package and the music lets you know what's happening. Yeah. And when you hear the, the ping, ding, 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 we call it cancer piano. Like, oh boy, <laughs> oh, no. about to come. <laughs> and it was, so then 
this is full circle. I, I, I go on Celebrity Apprentice and in the finale, oh. um, in the finale, we have to do a presentation. And then, you know, I, I literally we're I'm doing cartwheels. I'm, we're telling jokes. I'm pitching right. this cruise line, Carnival Cruises, your passport to everywhere. Yeah. And and then I, I start telling my rheumatoid arthritis story. And when I watch the episode, they put the cancer piano. Oh. On. <laughs> There it is, cancer piano. It's my sad story. Oh, they got you. That is full circle. They got me. That's fantastic. Me. I was like, oh, that's, that's <laughs> it. There it is. So, Celebrity that's Apprentice that came about yeah. because of Ninja Warrior. Was it somebody that? Yeah, no. They so again, I think they were going for much bigger. They and they actually told me this because again, it was probably seven days before it started. Oh, so wow. obviously they'd gone through. Hey, Matt Damon, will you do it? What about you, Tom Cruise? No, well, what about the guy from the Dunkin' Donuts? Will he make the donuts? No? All right. And then what they did is they literally were like, hey, you're in the NBC family. Uh, the guy yeah. who was kind of overseeing the show oversaw Ninja Warrior. And he goes, the reality is we have a lot of stars who are a little bit volatile. And we want someone who we think is reliable to actually do the work because the brands are paying a lot of money on here. And I'm right. like, I'll be your, I'll be your Huckleberry. I'll be so your Huckleberry. It, they called me seven days out. And, I, and, then, and then I started watching episodes. I agreed on the spot. And the reason oh, I yeah. agreed is because they said the new host is going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, are you... I grew of up course. with his post. It's yeah. still on my childhood bedroom, the Predator poster. Oh, that's and awesome. And so I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. And so then I start watching episodes of the show and see the backstabbing, the conniving, the betrayal, and just the the to-your-face meanness. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm going to lose my, right. I'm going to say something that's going to get me. <laughs> and literally, right. the day before I go, I'm checking in with the bosses at Ninja Warrior, and the, one of them goes, hey, people like you, don't fuck this up. And, <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God. He's like, you, you can get fired. And I was like, thanks, thanks for the pep talk. Oh but, no. But getting getting to go on that show was it was it was the hardest thing I've done in Hollywood because I'm the host. I don't risk anything on my shows. Right. If I screw up, take two. Sure. Right. I'm yeah. not the one who fall. I mean, I have fallen. I've broken my foot. I've done all this stuff. Oh, no, you did? Or at least, yeah, I mean, whatever. But <laughs> that's another story. But but I, I don't, I I don't have to lay myself out there in front of millions of people. Yeah. And on Celebrity Apprentice, I'm the one in front of the cameras. I'm the one being judged. That's, and it's such a different experience. Oh, I didn't even think about because that. Yeah. your mind is going the whole time, going, I know what I'm doing now. Who's going to betray me? When I'm in the boardroom, how do I defend myself? Who do I throw under the bus? What do I say? And, right. and so it was just, it was six weeks of filming, um, six days a week for like 14 hours a day. And and we, and we were lucky because we at least had some time to go back to the hotel where the cameras weren't on us. Right. But it was just, you know, you're just grinding, just constantly. Is it, is, are you filming every day? Like, is it a couple weeks straight? So okay. every two days. So it starts out, it was like three days per episode. Then it went down to two days per episode. So you'd show up, you'd get a task. You'd have to do all the work, try to put it together, um, finish that day. Then the next day you'd have to go out, you'd have to present. You do like two to three hours of interviews oh and then gosh. you'd have to go into the boardroom, which could be three to four hours long where they're wow. going back and forth. They're trying to pit you against each and other. And that's a small and section of the show, right? That's a small part of it. And you're in there for four hours every day. You know, wow. Yeah. I mean, it all, you know, it all comes together and you, you, you just, you, you, it's so unpredictable. And, and obviously part of it is it's designed that way too, to, to yeah. make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, so right. To, to make it all the way to the end and win was, was awesome. And then obviously the show got a little politicized. So yeah, yeah. it was buried and 
the NBC has pulled all mention of it. It's like it never they did. But oh, but come on. But it, I, I've stayed friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that to me cool. that has been like the biggest win. Like I'm this yeah. July, I'm going to Austria with him to host his his global summit on on climate change, and no I, so way. I'm going to be there with like Arnold, John Kerry, our Secretary of State, Angela Merkel, the head of Germany. Are you serious? I'm emceeing this thing. It all came about. It all came about again because of Ninja. They got me onto Apprentice, and and it's funny. I was just talking. One of my one of my best friends just got the job as the in stadium announcer for the Tennessee Titans, but it came out because of a charity auction he did five years before for a football team, and it's just this thing of. When, I, when people ask in entertainment, like, how does your career happen? You go, man, I have no idea. But saying <laughs> right. yes to things, uh, it, saying it yes helps. to even little things where you never know where somebody's going to see you. And then actually, you know, Celebrity Apprentice, I was bummed. I'm like, oh, my God, people didn't watch it. NBC right. buried it. But two people who did watch it were these uh, show creators, Cleve, uh, Cleve Keller and Dave Knoll, who ended up creating uh, Factorious, a podcast game show that I hosted that we just shot as a potential TV show syndicated like daytime, like Wheel of Fortune kind of right. game show. Oh, that's so cool. That came about because of it. So it's it's really interesting how you you never know where your opportunities are coming from or where sure. the connections are or who's seeing you. Even in something right. where you think nobody saw that and somebody was was there, which you know, again, it's like in comedy when they say, you know, just assume there are people watching every set because you never know. So yeah. could be in there saying, Hey, I got a big room, and all of a sudden your career goes in a different direction. You're, you know, you're opening for Chris Rock and who knows that right. doesn't happen to me, but, but, but it could be. Right. right. That's incredible. On the, on the show, you said there was a lot of backstabbing and stuff. Did anything, were you surprised by anything that happened or like to hear any of the confessional interviews? You know, when you look back on it, there was some, I think I was lucky in that I just ended up being focusing on the work. So you, it kind of took care of itself. Right. And the other thing was, I think because I came in as probably the least well-known person, um, well. you know, there were a lot, you know, boy, George and John Levitz and, and you <laughs> right. know, Lisa Leslie, like Snooky. There are a lot of people who's, who, who had more fame. Sure. So, so I think I, I you know, initially I, I don't think I was a target. And also I was kind of the guy who was like, I'll just work hard on everybody. You know, how can I support you? Um, so I think people were like, all right, well, you know, keep him around because he definitely helps me win. And oh. I'll just get rid of him at the end. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still standing. I'm still, standing. I'm still strong. <laughs> That's it. So I don't, I, I hope you, I hope you're okay to talk about this. I remember uh, talking to you and you said, you had no clue you won. So after filming, yeah. you didn't know yeah. for until the rest so of the world. We filmed, we, so we filmed two. So you go through, you shoot the whole thing. We shoot the finale. And then they're like, hey, the next day, we're going to shoot a boardroom. Okay. And the only reason we're doing this is just in case, because a couple seasons before, Brett Michaels had a stroke and almost missed the finale. And oh. they were like, we can't have that. So as long right. as we have you here, we're just going to shoot a finale. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go into the boardroom and we're going to shoot it both ways. So we're going to shoot it with boy George winning. Then we're going to shoot it with Matt winning. Okay. And so we go through everything and they reveal it. And then they're like, okay, you know, in the end, boy, George, you're the winner. I'm like, oh, congratulations, boy, George. And then we're like, okay, now we reset. And now Matt, you're the winner. So if you see, I'm just like, <laughs> cause uh, we're exhausted. It's oh, I can six imagine. Weeks. We just finished the finale the oh. night before I hadn't slept for like three days. And so I was just like, yay. 
And they're like, don't worry, we're going to shoot a lot. We'll, we'll do it live. It's going to be spectacular. And then they're like, listen, about that live finale, <laughs> that ain't happening. So oh. then, then they're just like, well, we're, we're going to air. You'll, you'll know everything that happened, but we're just going to choose which one of you won. And that's going to air. So I'm just sitting at my home out back, uh, you know, and, and what was cool was I wanted it to be the finale. I'm like, you know, I have everyone, but instead it's at my house. I had like some of my best friends in the world fly in mm -hmm. and there were like 12 of us sitting around and, and like, you know, I have video of the moment when they're like, congratulations, Matt, you're the new celebrity apprentice. And it's just yeah. like, you know, I'm there with my friends and family. So if I couldn't be there, with Arnold, it was it was the next best thing. Oh yeah, I think I actually saw that. Did you send? Someone sent you, you were PJ. Yeah, PJ I, was there. Yeah, PJ. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. That was it. our boy PJ. Wall. That was cool. PJ Wall. He's uh he's gonna come on. I think next week. I oh, think. he's great. He, you know, yeah, he's, he's a doggy best. daddy now. He is. He, that's what he's he told dogs, me. He was gonna do this oh, week, yeah, but he amazing. said he's too tired from Dude, no, the puppy. His it's amazing. He's got this little puppy Logan, and he's already trained. Logan to respond to sign, like Logan's like eight, nine weeks and he's doing sign language oh, he's cute. and roles. And, oh, yeah. oh, he's so cute. He's very good. If he you can only train me. <laughs> well, you, you did. You two lived together for a while, didn't you? We did. Yeah. PJ was here uh, for almost two years and it was spectacular. He's that's awesome. He is just, he's, one he's of the, the best. Be I was best man in his wedding. He's just one of the best people I've ever met. Just uh, he is the most loyal friend, the yeah. one of the funniest guys that I know. He was in and my wedding. Just, uh, just he's a you know he's a yeah. solid human being. He's the he guy is. who if you call, he's there. Shirt off his back, whatever you need. He's yeah. he is always that guy. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's incredible. He's a great guy. Yeah. And, and uh, he's funny. He's funny. And that helps. Yeah. That's. That's what that, you know, that's, what's not fair. I, I, I think for you too, because you're a great guy. Like I've. I've done a lot of shows with you before and we've done several where there hasn't been, this was before you were famous where there wasn't right. many people there. There were a few people and I'm dreading it. If I, so even when I was quote unquote, famous, there weren't <laughs> right. a lot of people there, which is always right. an ego boost. <laughs> I'm on national TV. There's seven people here. <laughs> we, we gave away seven tickets. Damn it. Oh yes. And they always got to drop that. How many they had to give yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you're, but, not, you're not making your bonus. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I'm becoming John Lovitz as we speak. I know that. That's comedy. Acting. I've never, I always get in my own head. If there's not, you know, because I feel like I do better when there's, you know, hundreds of people. So I get yeah. into my own head when there's only a couple people. And I. When you I, know the audience individually, Gary, you're not laughing. Yes. I, I can, Gary, yes. you're one of seven. You're. 14% of oh, the audience, Gary. Yes. Yeah. And you and, and when you hear him go. <coughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Or this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you and PJ, I think I learned probably the most from you two. You two were always, you were excited to go on if it was two people or if it was yeah. a thousand people well, and nothing PJ bothered you. said it. Don't punish the people who showed that's, up. That's what he told me. And that changed my up. whole thing. Yes. They're here. Yes. And it's like they paid to have a good time. And honestly, it's harder for them because they know they're only seven. They're exactly. Like, if this guy's not funny, it's like. It's brutal we, for us. Know, yeah. It's really, you You got to work 
for to to make them feel comfortable. Exactly. That is such a good oh. point. And that changed yes. my whole thing. Sadly, he, a lot of experience with yes. that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that completely changed my world in comedy as yeah. far as looking at that. And I went, I went, I never even thought of that. And then I felt horrible really, for the other times. Well, I think that's yeah. what makes you a good comedian is when you stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about the audience. Oh, come so on. <laughs> because we're all insecure spotlight holes. That's so true. It's always about us. Yes. It, it absolutely is. Yes. And yeah. it's about how I feel. And uh, yeah. no, no, it's. You people are here to stroke my ego. <laughs> yes. That was. Was that. Do you still do comedy? Do you still do go I, out and do stand up? I, I do. I, w- I was going out. Obviously, the pandemic has, has locked it down. Well, but yeah, this yeah. Saturday, I have my first live show and I'm terrified. Oh, I'm terrified really? because I haven't done comedy. In you know a year and a half, two years, year oh, and a half. Wow! And I did it once at the Laugh Factory in an empty room, mm-hmm. empty oh, room, nobody with a phone in the middle of the room streaming it. And you're like, oh. it's one thing if you were like at home going, "Hey, I'm just doing my jokes here." But when you're in the place where you do it, like you're in the comedy club, oh, but nobody's there. You're brutal. like, no, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Whose birthday? Anybody celebrating a birthday? <laughs> yeah. And so it was also, oh. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also terrified. It's going to be like, it's going to be like those early times when you were first doing your set. And yeah. so I don't know. Yes. I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go out there and tell the audience, be gentle with me. Be gentle. <laughs> yes. It's like my first. Oh, where is it at? Where are you doing the show at? It's literally because we're in LA and everything, like all the clubs are shut down. Uh-huh. It's, it's a house's backyard in Culver City. I've heard I don't even know if we're allowed to tell about Yeah, okay. It. If it's like, yeah. uh, you know, this is like a speakeasy. It's like, oh. hey, you know the password? <laughs> That's it, come oh, on in. Oh, okay. I've actually yeah. heard about those. Those are like, those are hot. Like the rooms I, apparently I, are, are yeah, there a blast. I mean, you know, cause A, comedians are dying to perform. Yeah. And B, uh, audience, people are dying to laugh. Like during the pandemic, we, because you know, and, and for people who, who've never seen stand-up comedy live, the, the television can never convey what it's like never, being there. Never, There is an electricity in the room. There's a shared experience yeah. that is, is it, it's, 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 I was going to say, it's like, you know, imagine condom, no condom, but it's not even the same. It is, it's, it's, it's so much better live. Right. And so I think, you know, the audiences have missed that because you, you know, and you're, you sit at home, you chuckle, you smile, you go, that was funny. Right. But in the room, when you're belly laughing, like how good it feels, oh, how cathartic it is just to laugh best. your ass off till you're crying. Yeah. And and so I'm not promising anyone that that's going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you come out, you'll be mildly entertained as I forget my punchlines. No, no, they will. They will. And comedy, yeah. it's one of those things you have to do it every night to get in the rhythm. Mm. And even then, you're still not... In that grade of I mean, a, a week you know? off, and you're like, oh, I'm a week, off the yes, a week off, you're done, it. you're toast. Yeah. But you'll do great, you'll do great. I mean, yeah. you're a pro. Yeah, no, but you, you, you will be. Why yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go have fun. That's what comedians say when they're, uh, when they're just like working on news. I'm just gonna go have fun. Yeah, I know it's not gonna be funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll be a blast for you. Yeah. Um. So are you doing just one night? Is that a one night thing? Uh, just one show. Yeah. It's literally just like one show. And they're like, let's see how you do kid. Yeah. And then we'll see how it goes. It's one hey, night. No, it's great. That was, dot, don't dot, call dot. us. Don't call us. <laughs> In fact, just delete us from your phone. Right. Now you were talking about you, you are a real doctor, a, yes. like a bona fide 
You have a degree. I have my MD. I'm still licensed out here, although I'm useless. I'm used. Because you- again, it's like you think you get rusty in comedy. Right. Like in medicine now, I'm like, um, treating cancer, do you use leeches? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but I keep the license current more. Just I, I, and I still do talks. Um, sure. For, you know, doctors groups or right. whatever. Just on, my God. Because it was, it, it's such a stressful job. Obviously heightened during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. It's truly life or death. And I, I just think, you know, I, I always watch shows like ER where it was so dramatic and yeah. everyone's live damn it live and i thought <laughs> scrubs was the most accurate show to how it was where oh it was, real i've heard that, that pilot episode of scrubs there somebody was pushing a, a dead body in a wheelchair around because yeah. they didn't want to do work i'm like that's what it's like when you're just like i just need a break i will do anything to just get a break and <sighs> you know it's so it's gallows humor it's all these things you do yeah. to cope with it um and it really is i i think humor is something that God, it's just something you have to have to deal with the stress of truly being in life or death situations. Right. And that would be, I don't think, I don't think the average Joe thinks about that, how it affects the person treating them because telling yeah. people bad news all day and, and on you their worst day of their life. Imagine me telling you that you have cancer. <laughs> it's right. No, right. It is, but, right. It, but it is. And, 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 you know, losing a patient or, you know, just yeah. seeing people who, who, you know, like, I'm telling you this and I know you're not going to listen. And I know the next time you come in, it's going to be worse. And I just wish right. I could get you, you know, to help yourself. And, and so, <sighs> you know, it's, it is, it's, it's a, it is an emotionally charged and exhausting job, which is why I love. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. And, is that really, yeah. is that the reason you were? At- no, I mean, I, that was part of it. It was, yeah. it was that because of that, because it's such an awesome responsibility, right. it's not a job, it's a calling. And I I just didn't feel that I heard the calling. I felt like this is the perfect job on paper, but when I was doing it, I was just thinking, God, I want to go home and play Nintendo 64 GoldenEye. I want to go with my friends. I, I want right. to be anywhere but the hospital. I, I wanted to just escape. Right. And I'm like, this is, I'm not helping my patients. I'm not helping myself. So it was oh. that thing of, you know, you don't live your life on paper. And I realized yeah. medicine, you know, wasn't the job I thought it was going to be for me. And, and, you know, I could have stayed and probably, you know, figured out a way to make a great living and, and cope with it. But I, I don't sure. know that I ever would have been passionate. And I thought that's, that's not, that's not good for me or the patients. And so, yeah. you know, I, I took time off thinking, uh, I'm going to grow up. I, th- I thought I just had to grow up, but instead, oh. you know, I come out to LA and I find, something I absolutely love and felt like, you know, I help people in a different way. <laughs> it's, it's sure. I, I just, I, I'm, I feel so lucky to have found what I think I was meant to do to yeah. have had that chance to step out from, you know, a career, a, a career where I'd worked so hard and invested so much in yeah. to step away and try something else and find it and then be successful at it. I feel like you know, I, I got, uh, I won the lottery. I don't, I don't think there's many people that can say that, that they left being a doctor and they're more successful and what Ken they Jung did after. I, and you know, yeah, Ken and Ken, Ken has really kind of eclipsed me, but oh yeah, yeah Ken. I, yeah. I think, I think, um, you know, especially to go from something so serious to something so ridiculous as entertainment. Yeah. And it's, um, did you, did you grow up wanting like in the back of your head, you're like, I'm going to be a doctor because your dad was a doctor, correct? Like a world a renowned. No, I, I didn't know. I, I think I, my dad never pushed me into it, but I think obviously I, I respect him and sure. I saw how much satisfaction he got from the job. And yeah. 
Um, and also how much respect he got. Like, you know, I, it was an ego stroke when you're a doctor. Because people are like, wow, a doctor. I'm like, I know. I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's any profession, maybe other than, maybe entertainment, but I think doctors are even higher than that. I think doctors are the most respected probably yeah. in community nobody by far. Nobody respects entertainers. People are, people That's are like true. fascinated with them, but nobody respects them. But nobody them. likes like, us, you yeah. You make believe, you know. <laughs> right. It's like, really, seriously, Brad Pitt, we get it. Okay, right. you're, you're really good looking and you, you can act. All right. Um, yeah, so I, I think it, it it was it was a tough, the toughest thing was telling my dad, but but once I did that, it was, you know, I was shot out of a cannon out here and and you know, I, 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 again, it's that, that thing of just feeling, ah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have found it, to have found right. what I think I was meant to do and to be able to get paid to do it and, and to have done it now for over 20 years is absurd. It's absurd. It's, it's so, so much fun. And it's amazing. And it's still like the, the still, like, I still love, I love doing Ninja Warrior. I love doing comedy, despite what I've said about this Saturday. Right. It's um, fun. Yeah. We, you know, it's, yeah. it's fun. It is. It is a blast. I, our, my job, the, the reality is the work isn't the job. The, the work we do is not a job. The job is when you don't have a job. When you don't. When you're in between yeah. jobs or, or all that time when you're slogging around doing those open mics with seven people. Sure. Trying to get your skills up. That that was the work. But now it's, you know, this is all frost. Right. That's what I always told myself um, is they pay me to do the traveling and the in-between and I do the show yes. for free. Yeah. That's how I always 100%. looked at it. And so oh. did you say, uh, did you say that you always wanted to be in entertainment no. or it just, you fell no, into I, it. You took a thing. break. I was, I, no, I never thought I would be in entertainment. I really? never did anything creative because it just wasn't on the radar. I grew up in Colorado and sure. you know, the internet wasn't, wasn't even invented. <laughs> right. Um, and so entertainment felt a million miles away. I didn't know anyone who did it. It didn't seem like a viable profession. And I, you know, didn't think I had any tendency to it, but mm -hmm. I was a younger brother. I love being the center of attention. So I think I was always drawn to it. I just didn't think, Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. That's right. You know, that's what There's, we do in, it, you know, so in high school, out of your stratosphere. Play. Right. And it really was, I did stand up a couple times in med school. And, and I thought when I took my break, I thought I need to do something different just to clear my head. And I, you know, be a ski bum, whatever, travel around, be a yeah. bartender, work construction. I thought, yeah. let me go do stand up. It's completely removed. It's artistic and no idea that it would work. And then yeah. I think th there was a part of me, I think that was like, I, I did like, obviously I like the spotlight. And I thought, let yeah. me just go try this. And, and so I don't know. I don't know if they're, you know, subliminally, I knew that I, I needed to look at me if I needed that or right. Did just, you just really got lucky? So it was more of like a, it was just to go clear your head. You thought I'll go do yeah, stand up and talk about it basically and like your therapy within, within like three weeks. I, I just, and, and I'm doing awful open mic. Oh yeah. Oh, awful. Like the back of a coffee house where nobody's paying attention. Yeah. But I just felt when I was on stage, I just felt like this is it. This, this rush. is what I'm supposed I'm to like, do. I'm like, I feel, I feel alive. I felt someone yeah. said that like, ah, that's a great description. You right. feel alive. And that's one of the great things about stand up comedy is it forces you to be so present because if you're in yes. your head, you're not paying attention to the room. You're toast. You're not paying attention. You're toast. And so it, it's great whether you're, and you, you could be sick, you could be hungry, you could be heartbroken, you could be sad, you could be angry. But as soon as you hit the stage, it just goes away because you have to be there. You have to be listening to the audience in your mind. It, it really is like the matrix. When you're when you're when stand-up's going well, 
you just you 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 feel the joke you're telling. Yeah. You know the next joke. You see what's going on in the room. You see Gary over there, kind of laughing, but going, "I'm going to go to him later." You <laughs> you see someone over here getting drunk, going, "Okay, I'm going to have to talk to them soon." All of this, and it's all happening at once, and you just feel like it's all coming together. Yeah, and you're just looking for where's the funny? Where do I find that? How do I make this funnier? Right. Where's that next joke? And it's like you you're at your most creative, and when you're done, it's just like, oh. It's just this euphoria of if you've made people laugh, what it feels like when that laughter is washing over you it is, it's it, just, it is awesome. It really is. It's the most unbelievable feeling once you, when everything comes together, because you, you struggle so long, you know, trying to find, figure out yeah. what to do. And once it comes together, there's nothing like it. It's just, my favorite it's feeling is when you're standing there and they're laughing and you have to pause and you go, I got another tag here. If you like that, wait. And you're just waiting on, wait, wait, wait. Now. Yes. Unleash it. You and know. Like, Boom. Oh, it's yes. such a good feeling. It it's is. such a good feeling. It really is. It is the best. Well, Maddie, uh, I know you got a heart out. You got to go uh, do some filming or something. I do. Well, we're, I'm talking, we're, we're talking American Ninja Warrior Jr. Right now. I got to talk with the boss there. Oh, for, uh, no kidding. Some, well, some Mason will be excited here, gearing up. Yeah. to hear about that. Jenkins, what a I, pleasure talking to you, my friend. Dude, it's been it, a long time we've known each other. It really has. I was thinking about this last night as I was putting a couple notes together. I was like, I think it's been like 20 years. I think I was at your, I, I can't remember if I opened or if I was just there, if I was doing open mics at the time, but I think I was there for your very first headlining set. That was, it was Ogden in October of, I think it was 2001. I've got the Rocky Mountain Laugh-Off poster, which is where PJ Bats and I came out. And that's when we met Keith, when we met Wise Guys, when we got into it. I think that right. was August of 2001. And then I think I headlined in that October was my first time. Um, and it just, that was magic. Keith, that was the first time I ever headlined. And Keith was like, I'm going to headline you this in August. He goes, I'm going to headline you in October. I'm like, I got 18 minutes. He goes, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you had 18 minutes when you got booked. Yeah. And you yeah, have to do to headline. Like, you need 45, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So there oh, might've been a lot of, so what's going on? So <laughs> Weaver State. What well, you celebrating? You. Oh my gosh. A lot of filler. A lot of filler. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. But you figure it out. You know, that's you when your yeah. mind gets creative. It was great. It is. It is. Um, where can people check you out? Uh, you want uh, them to go to your social Matt media? Eisman, Twitter, Instagram, Ninja Warriors coming back uh, May, May 31st. 31st on Mondays. Yes. Ninja Junior will be on the Peacock uh, this fall. And then I'm going to be in the Olympics. Tokyo oh. Live. Akbar and I are going to be hosting a morning show. Uh, Tokyo live every morning. We'll be live for five hours during the Olympics. So really excited for that. That's right. You're going to be doing you and Akbar doing the, doing, doing the analysis. I have no idea what to expect. Five so, hours of TV, five hours of TV, of live TV. We'll do it live. Effort. We'll do it live. Well, buddy, uh, it was so good talking to you. So good catching up. Uh, so happy. Uh, every, you're just rocking it. You're doing great. And uh, thanks, Jakey. So good to see you. So good to talk to you. And uh, we'll do this again sometime. Anytime. Anytime. PJ, hi, when you talk to him. Bye. I will. I will. Much Matt. Love, Mike Jenkins. Uh, much love, Matt. We'll see you later. Thanks for coming on, buddy. All right, bud. Talk to you.